and you're listening to Hotboard. I'm Ryan Pasterkak for Hotboard, and this time around, we get a chance to talk to Andrew Wilsterman. He is the good neighbor-in-chief of the Good Neighbor Project. That's a self-title. Andrew started the Good Neighbor Project about two years ago, essentially based on the idea of doing good for others because we have the power to do that. And that was based out of here in Tuscarawas County. And I, I was excited when he came out with his first project talking about mowing 100 lawns. Then he came out with the buddy benches. Then he came out with basically just a movement of good neighbors. He wanted to create momentum of goodness in Tuscarawas County. And he's a fascinating person. He is a great interview. And I think to everybody he meets, he's a good friend. So I want to give a chance to Andrew to explain himself, to tell everybody his story that he finds importance in his Good Neighbor Project timeline from beginning to end. That's exactly what I gave him a chance to do. I had a great time talking to Andrew. He was welcoming, he was open, and he was very, very honest with me about where he's coming from, from this project. I like this kind of a project also because it doesn't divide people. It is completely about the opposite thing. It's about bringing people together, about bringing a community together and making positive impact through teamwork and just through the idea that doing good is something we are all capable of. So I'm excited to give Andrew the stage. We talked, I believe, for about 45 minutes. And again, based on the hot board ways, this is the uncut conversation that I was able to have with Andrew. I want to thank him for his time. And I want to thank him for the movement he's making. This is a very cool thing happening in Tuscarawas County. Wilson, thank you for doing this with me. Hey, thanks a lot, Ryan. Hey, and there's a title there, too. Uh, whenever you form your own, your own organization, <laughs> you get to make your own title. I knew uh, this, too. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's fine because it's a, it's a funny joke. Uh, the good neighbor in chief, Andrew Wilstrom. <laughs> the good neighbor in chief. Did you make that up for yourself? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's, it's all in good fun, though. So uh, tell me about the good neighbor uh, project before we get into who you are, Andrew. Uh, before we get into the good neighbor in chief. I mean, what is the Good Neighbor Project? What What is this that's been in existence for about two years, maybe a little bit more now? Well, the Good Neighbor Project is a nonprofit organization, 501c3, and we're really created to uh, mow grass, rake leaves, and move snow free of charge for those in need in Tuscarawas County. <laughs> How do people not really – do people uh, stop, pause when you say that? Or you're just mowing and plowing snow and <laughs> – that, Doing it for free. Yeah, you know, and for I, free. I go around to a lot of different uh, community groups, have me talk every now and then, and every time I get the question, so you just do it for free? <laughs> for who? For anyone that asks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah. That's all you, that's your answer is yeah. Yeah. We. I, that's why I wanted to talk to you about you. I got to get to the bottom of this because, I mean, everybody likes to think that they're a kind person. Everybody likes to think they're a nice person. But, I mean, you just... I, you don't seem to even think about that. You just you're just doing kind and nice things. Uh, why, you know? Well, uh, essentially because uh, I know my value and I know I'm not special in that. Uh, I know that everyone is endowed with that same wonderful, beautiful value. So what's different? I mean, we. Why did it take you to start the Good Neighbor Project? Well, it, it came out of a time when, um, you know, I had I was a, a 
soldier in Afghanistan, uh, and I came back, and then I, I was a, a contractor, a civilian in Afghanistan as well. And when I came back from uh, that situation, uh, I there was a hole, <laughs> you know. I yeah. I was content and and loving to my family, to my wife Kate, and uh, but I was really missing a, a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And so after, after my year stint of contracting, I came back and was working for the federal government, and I was helping uh, disabled folks uh, basically uh, help to get their benefits in order. And, and what I found even through that, that, that hole was still there, uh, that, that, that I felt that I was really called to help in a more hands-on way. Uh, I might not be someone who could build someone a house, but I know that showing up and just talking and listening to someone and serving them in a very simple and sincere way uh, is life-changing in many instances. Something I've always thought about when I th- uh, when uh, an act of kindness. I mean, we've all been in a situation where we've had that opportunity to do that, and uh, even if uh, there's always that opportunity, but sometimes they pre- present themselves. And I started thinking that they're almost selfish, for my case, because I feel so good after I do something nice for somebody. I mean, I don't have to tell anybody about it. Nobody has to know that I did it. But the fact that I did is just like, it is the cheapest and most healthy high that I could ever really imagine. I mean, <laughs> That's one way to put it. It, All feels, right. it feels so selfish to do kind things because of the way it makes me feel. Do you resonate with that? I mean, you've obviously, ha- you have to be getting something out of this. Uh, and I would I would say the relationships uh, to actually getting to know my community uh, is the reward that uh, I get. But that's a reward that's waiting for anyone that's willing to try. Are you from around here? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Eurexville. Okay. And I'm a 2004 graduate of uh, Claymont High School, uh, and I graduated from Kent State Tuscarawas with my degree in applied communication. In uh, 2010. In 2010, was that uh, was that after military? Uh, pre. I uh, it was in 2008 economic downturn. I decided to enlist, and then uh, I got to finish my degree before my first deployment. So you got that all finished up. You had what had to be an insane experience going to Afghanistan. Yeah, and there's there's one thing uh, that I always like to talk about whenever this comes up and it's where we find you know your mission and purpose and and if you don't mind that i'd like to share that story please please so when i was in afghanistan you know i i wasn't a a typical soldier you know i I was an analyst right Mm -hmm. and so i had a desk job and i typed away on my computer and i got very important people very important information yeah all right uh, but that doesn't mean I was immune from going out into the city in uh, Kabul, which is the nation's capital. And so on on these journeys in, in the most polluted city in the world, visibility very low, uh, in what you would expect a third world country's nation's capital to be, uh, a very densely populated uh, third world atmosphere. So as we... Yeah. Got in, our, got in our trucks, we would load our rifles, we would put on our body armor, we would put on our helmets, and we would get into our up-armored trucks, and we would go out into the, the chaos, you know, uh, try yeah. to get to point A to point B, whether or not we were uh, just trying to get some paperwork done or get to a meeting. 
Well, one day it was probably 100 degrees and, and we started out just like we always did. And uh, we got to this traffic circle and it was men, women, children. It was semis, trucks, cars, donkeys, all going different directions on, on this traffic circle. And in the hot haze of the day, I, I saw this woman in, in a full blue burqa uh, on her knees in the, in the middle of the street in this traffic circle. And uh, in, in front of her was uh, her infant child in a pothole in the, the middle of the street. And so this was a common practice for uh, widows uh, in Kabul to uh, get down on their knees and, and ask for uh, water, ask for money, and anything like, anything like that. Well, this was, this was not, unfortunately, not my job to take care of. You know, our, our mission was point A to point B, from base to base. And so it's really stuck with me throughout the years uh, that I couldn't do something as simple as stop a truck mm -hmm. to give someone water, to give someone a ride, to give someone money. And so when we got to where we were going and, uh, and we got through the checkpoints and everything and we got to our base, you know, and I, I unloaded my rifle and I took off my helmet and I took off my body armor and I realized that none of that helped her. None of that could help her because that's not what it was designed to do. But I realized my heart was made for those simple and sincere expressions of care. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've carried with me uh, right now back into Tuscarawas County where that heart was originally formed. And so, I mean, that, that, that line of thinking obviously seems to lead to the Good Neighbor Project. I mean, it's like you're filling that over and over again, you're 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 acting on what you wish you could have acted on. I mean, I it's not that simple. It's never that simple. I mean, that's that's a great. It's a that's such a powerful experience, and it's a piece of what makes you the person, the good neighbor in chief. I mean, it's well, yeah. Well, I wonder it, how it, you it, carry that with you. I just don't. It, it's all tempered with how just drastically bad the world can be, uh, but how simple it is to make it just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Did you know how you wanted to make that look whenever no, you started uh, I, this? I had no clue. Uh, I was uh, blessed enough to, to find the job to come back home to a community and, and family and, and wife that has always loved me and has always supported me. And I, my heart goes out to veterans that, that don't come, up, come back to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as I was looking for hobbies, I tried to take up racquetball. <laughs> I tried to take up woodworking, and uh, those things uh, were were fun in their own rights. But whenever I was out mowing my lawn one day and just thinking and kind of praying too about what what can I do, you know, where can I find meaning that I'm not finding in my everyday job? And I was like, okay, well. I put my hands on my mowers, and it, it just kind of clicked. I was like, why don't you just mow for people? I'm interested in, I mean, a lot of people, when they think about that, when they think about, I want to make a difference that I don't feel like I'm making in my job, they think about a new job. What about you made you not consider really just a, a, another company or another line of work, but you you decided, I want I want to pick something that is based in good, not really where good is a side effect. <sighs> That, that's a really good question. Uh, 
I think it's for uh, goes back to that formational experience. You know, I needed something where I could quite physically stop a truck, stop what I was doing, and do the good that I knew needed to be done. What does doing this for two years do to your mind? I mean, to to, to constantly give yourself that that feedback loop of that positive feedback loop of you're doing good things every day for a purpose. Have you changed at all having this outlet? Has it has it changed the way you start your day? You think about what you're going to do. Has it changed the way you look at opportunities through your day? Well, uh, I do look at uh, most things more of an opportunity than a problem. Really, uh, and it's uh, you have to take a, a good shot of realism al- along with everything because make no mistake, life is hard. You know, there's there's lots of lots of things and lots of people that wish to do you harm, whether it's at a, a really small level or, uh, you know, a, a war level. Mm-hmm. And uh, how we respond to that actually matters. I love the timing of talking to you around election season because it's it's there's so much anger that talking to somebody that understands everybody deserves to be. To be a to have a buddy and to be a buddy, which is obviously straight out of the Good Neighbor Project. I mean, it's refreshing to have this conversation. Do you see this catching on more and more? I mean, what how, what what has the reaction been to your perspective? Because I've seen this grow rapidly. It feels well, like I think to a, a large extent the the uh, the media feedback loop that we can find ourselves in is is really a caricature of what what people what's really going on in people's brains uh you can have a knee-jerk negative reaction to something and that could paint your attitude for the rest of the day whereas you know uh you and i you know uh, coming up uh, who had who had facebook you know we we didn't have those things we we weren't able to you know go on snapchat and, and get in our own little feedback loops yeah so to some extent Outside of this little black box that we all carry around, uh, I think we're all re- we're all able to sit down with each other and care about each other face to face. It's when we put the uh, the mask on, so to speak, that we're able to take uh, knee jerk reactions and let that paint our mood for the the whole day. Does this feel like something people have been craving? Yes, very much so. Uh, the people want action, uh, and I always like to say I, I like to do the Good Neighbor Project more than I like to talk about the Good Neighbor Project. And Ryan, I really like to talk about the Good Neighbor Project. <laughs> so, so you're always probably doing something for somebody. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've taken a step uh, step back. We, we want to advertise, you know, the, the things that we that we do as far as in schools with with buddy benches, with the You Matter campaign, with uh, getting people involved with. Uh, uh, mowing grass, moving snow and raking leaves. We, we, we want to do that stuff. But please know we're always in the background. Not everything that we do need, needs to go on Facebook. And uh, I think uh, I think everyone sees that as well. Everyone knows that. And uh, everyone appreciates that. You keep saying we. Who is we? How many people is we? Well, that's a good question. If we if we had to tally up all of the people that have been involved with the Good Neighbor Project over the past two years, that would go up into the hundreds. That's what I wanted to hear. That's awesome. That this is this this thing is growing into 
uh, just a, a conglomerate of faces. Yeah, yeah, and it, it goes from you know our our volunteers with uh, with the Good Neighbor Project that put in their time to actually mow grass. Uh, Jim Mulliman, uh, Michael Newton, Matthew Warner, Jason Baker, Greg and Sandy Geib, uh just people that you know that are in our communities that realize that they have the the power to work at their own abilities, mm-hmm. to go at their own speed. And to use what they have in the service of their their neighbors right here in Tuscarawas County. How do you look at this at the big picture? I mean, with all of these people becoming involved, do you look at do you look at the possibilities from what you might be capable of? Do you want to accomplish certain, I, I guess, ideas uh, or a cultural change? What is there, or is there a goal? Um, the goal strictly is to teach these lessons uh, through action. Uh, we care about our communities because we live in the communities. And I imagine that you'll can, you'll see it doesn't have to be called the Good Neighbor Project. I, I'm not about – I don't want to stamp the Good Neighbor Project name on every good thing that happens. But please, if, if something good happens and we've inspired you in some way, tell us. what We'd love to know that. Uh, we'd love to know that. Uh, just to let us know that uh, we are making a difference. I, I think it's quite obvious to at least to everybody else that you are making a difference. I mean, it, it, do you have any like? Do you have any firsthand stories? Do you have any? Do you have any really or general feedback? Maybe to paraphrase, but I mean, what this has done for people? Has anybody told you an impact story or anything like this? Oh well, and we become good friends with uh, the people that we serve. You know, we, we get to know them. You know, some people we mow for them once, and for some people we'll mow every week for them because they they need someone to, to show up. But I remember uh, one story in particular where there was, uh, where I had a scheduled lawn. I went over to, to mow for this lady and I saw her neighbor out on the porch and uh, it was a really small lawn that I was mowing. So I stopped and said hi to her neighbor and saw that their grass needed mowed. And so, Hey, you mind if I keep mowing? Cause they're very, very small lots. It would take me like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay? She's like, well, yeah, I, I guess. You know, how much do you charge? Oh, don't worry about it. I'm just here doing it anyway. So I already had my mower going. So, and it was no big deal. But after I got done, I, I went over and talked to the the lady that uh, I asked if I could just keep mowing, and found out that she was out on her porch because she was escaping the heat of her trailer. Uh, that the air conditioning had gone out. Really. Uh, I found that she uh, didn't was food insecure. Uh, that she hadn't really eaten uh, well in a few days. And I found out that her truck had a flat tire and she had no means of changing it. Mm-hmm. So within the next two days, you know, I organized some friends and we got her an air conditioner. Uh, we got her, we brought her food right that day, but we showed up back with pizza uh, the next day and then we uh, fixed her truck up. <laughs> what? Uh... Uh, I want to. I want to know about her when you're bringing all this stuff. But first, when you go, you say you get some friends. What do you say to these friends? Yeah, well, every, everyone knows if if they get a call from me that you know it's going to be some harebrained idea where where <laughs> we're uh, carrying something heavy, we're we're getting messy, and we're going to have a few laughs, and we're going to help help someone out. And so they're just more than ready then. Yeah. And then when you you show up with. The first, the food, and then the air conditioner. What's this reaction? Uh, 
tears. <laughs> I, I'm not uh, surprised. Actually. Yeah, uh, tears and happiness and the. Here's the thing. Make no mistake, there are people right here in our own community that feel forgotten about. And I want everyone to hear that. Because when I say that we all have this responsibility to to use our skills to find uh, solutions to problems that are already there, these are problems in our neighborhoods, uh, people that are shut in, people that don't feel that they're cared about, people that their families have even forgotten. Mm-hmm. And not saying that uh, these situations aren't messy to step into uh, because they are, uh, but we're just asking, uh, we're just offering some grass to be mowed. Mm-hmm. We're offering a meal. You know, we're, we're not offering to support someone for the, the rest of their lives. Yeah. But in the small interaction where someone knows that they're valued and they can start to recognize that they have potential and that they can make various steps for themselves and that the, they have someone to follow up with that, that will care about them as well. What do you call yourself? I mean, if you're uh, you're the good neighbor in chief, but I mean, as a job title, what is your job? Oh uh, well, uh, my my job. Your actual. You can tell me your actual yeah, job. Yeah, my job. I work in in full time ministry. I full time Christian ministry, and I left my job in federal service to to pursue telling college students uh, the the good news. Right. Yeah. To to let them know that they're greatly loved and greatly valued because uh, right at Kent State Tuscaroras is where I found that in campus ministry. And uh, when did you get into that from your from your previous? You say you were a federal worker, and then you got into ministry straight out of that. Right. Right. Well, in uh, so I am a commissioned missionary in campus ministry, working with the Coalition for Christian Outreach. Okay. Which is a campus ministry uh, organization, a parachurch. And I'm commissioned by my home church, Faith Christian, on Pleasant Valley Road in in New Philadelphia. Yep. And uh, whenever I kind of dropped this whole idea on both CCO and Faith Christian a few years ago, and I remember saying, hey, you know, I, I want to do campus ministry, and I don't want to stand on the soapbox, but I do want to let people know that, that they're cared about. I do want to lead some Bible studies and uh, I do want to invite some people to church, and uh, but ultimately, I just want to let people know that they're that they're cared about, and I care about them. But I hold a belief that it's not just me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, as I unlock unpack this vision to the the faith Christian leadership um, for campus ministry, and then. The Good Neighbor Project, what, what I what I do in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Your spare time? Yeah, I can't believe you yeah. have that. <laughs> uh, I could see that their eyes just well, just like widening, like bright bright eyes, and uh, they had said they had been praying for someone uh, to tackle campus ministry for three years at that point. What does that feel like to be told that you are the answer to somebody's prayers? Well. Uh, in <laughs> it, it's a it's a great responsibility, uh, but I, I'm I'm one who believes that prayers are answered, mm-hmm. and so uh, whether or not you specifically are an answer to prayer, or you know God has put you in a place to to be that way, uh, you can go down a theological rabbit hole. 
but all that to say that I'm happy to be where I am. We, we're so thankful that you are where you are, Andrew. And you never do stop working because all of this, all of what we've just talked about, and you're still rolling out new things for just the betterment of this community. And so I want to get into your newest initiative, which I think requires us to go through the timeline of all of, all of your initiatives. Right, right. And so uh, the Good Neighbor Project, it, uh, it's not so much a faith-based initiative. You know, I, I like to say uh, we welcome all comers, you know, and I know churches do too. You know, that, that's yeah. not what I'm trying to say, but it's not a specifically faith-based organization. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so we take uh, these really simple and sincere expressions of neighbor, neighborhood care, kind of in the vein of a Mr. Rogers, yeah. right? Or really easy life lessons uh, in into schools and in, into the community. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, uh, as many of you probably know, we uh, spoke to 7,000 elementary school students last year, uh, well, over the past two years, in uh, presenting them with buddy benches. Yep. And the buddy bench, it's a relationship-building tool. You, you put the bench on the playground, and you tell kids that, hey, uh, we all have bad days. We could all use a friend. Uh, We all know how good it feels when someone does something nice for you. Go and do something nice for someone else. If you see someone sitting on that bench, that means that person needs a friend. That person wants to play. That person wants to talk. Yep. If you see someone on that bench, if you see someone that needs a buddy, go and be a buddy. And those are in every elementary school. Every single elementary school in Tuscarawas County, uh, as a result of us uh, taking on this initiative in Tuscarawas County, is I've given the materials and uh, away basically to anyone who wants them. Uh, there have been buddy benches presented in Stark County. There have been buddy bench initiatives as a result of the start in South Carolina. Are you serious? Uh, yes, yes, and so. Uh, whether it's this community or not, people people know a good thing when they see it. You know, we didn't start Buddy Benches. Uh, my good friend Marion Lauber came to me with this idea uh, for the Buddy Bench uh, because she had read about it, mm-hmm. and it was her vision to put these in every single elementary school. Uh, I was the guy that likes to talk to people and that had a truck and could move <laughs> and could move some benches and raised his hand and said, "Hey, let's do this." And what a perfect situation! Yeah, and so uh, Jim Schultz uh, over at the New Philly Fire Department. Yeah, he made every single bench. Every, to how tw- many? Twenty-seven benches. He made twenty-seven benches in his garage. How over how much time? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we did it over two school years, okay. and uh, there were lots of benches. It was, <laughs> they were really heavy. They're, they're pretty hefty. They're made out of two-by-fours. So. so they're large enough, and you got 27 of them. Yeah. That's a lot of gas to get to the schools, a lot of wood to make those benches, and definitely a lot of buddies. Yeah, well, and, and it was worth doing. Uh, so uh, as you say, the progression, if you see someone that needs a buddy, go and be a buddy. So we've told all the elementary schools that. And it, now we're now we're moving on. Uh, we know that the elementary school kids have that knowledge, and we want to go a little bit deeper with the, the rest of the student body in Tuscarawas County. Let's go deeper. And we got all the time to talk about it. All right. So if you see someone that needs a buddy, go and be a buddy. But, hey, junior high kids of Tuscarawas County, why would you do that? What rose that question for you? Well, uh, w- 
as kids get older, they're, they're able to think a, a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. right? And so I can tell an, an elementary school student, you know, to physically do something. And that's going to, to reinforce the, the, the mental story yeah. or, or the value behind it, right? Yeah. Uh, well, as we move up in age, we can start to go a little more abstract, but we really have to uh, ground it in something tangible so, mm-hmm. so they can... Uh, so they can understand it and internalize it as best they can. Okay. Right? And so as a continuation of that, we're telling, we're going to tell junior high students uh, why they should be a buddy, and we're going to tell them because they matter. Because they matter. That's why we need to be a buddy. Yes. So uh, very specifically, it's called the You Matter campaign, Mm -hmm. and I have a visual aid that that I can explain here. Can I do that? Yes, of course you can. All right. So I have in my hands a black T-shirt. This black T-shirt is inside out and backwards. Now, the the T-shirt would probably be be able to be used well as a T-shirt. You know, it, it could keep you warm, but essentially it's not being worn the right way. Uh-huh. So... If it's inside out and backwards right now, and I just turn it around, under the head hole of the shirt, it says, you matter. Yep. It says that in white letters. So that's to say, if this shirt was the right side out, or the right side in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You could not put this shirt on correctly without being reminded that you matter. Now, notice it doesn't say I matter. It says you matter. You matter, period. That's the fact. Mm -hmm. That is the the beginning presupposition that we're starting with. Anything else in your life that tells you that you don't matter in a healthy way, right? Yeah. Is a lie. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. we We can name that and we can call that out. So you could essentially not be able to put this shirt on without being reminded that you matter. So we already start off the day as we're putting our shirt on with being told that we matter. An outside fact, an external fact. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, if we actually believe this, and please work and think about just how much potential you have, because you listening to this just as much as a junior high student that we're going to talk to, you matter, all right? Uh, But if you actually believe this, it's going to show in your actions, all right? And that's why as we turn the shirt the, the right way out, on the front of the shirt, it says in big white letters, you matter. Now, you believing that you matter, you will have no choice but by the way you live your life, the people that see you will see you non-verbally saying to them that they matter, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And so you have no choice to be a billboard uh, for people's value. They should see that reflected in how you respect yourself and how you respect them. And again, we're th- speaking of junior high kids, this is who this is directed towards. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we want to wrap this message around uh, suicide prevention and, and mental health. You know, uh, kind of out of out of the darkness, there there are some lies that you could believe about yourself, and someone needs to tell you that that's a lie. Someone mm-hmm. needs to tell you that you matter 
and not to believe those things because you are of immeasurable value. Okay. Uh, where is this coming from? I don't want to inter- actually. I don't want to interrupt your no, your presentation. Ahead, I mean, this this idea of uh, how you how you form this physically. I mean, do you see the need? Do you see this as the next step? Where is this initiative coming from? Well, uh, this is this is the next step of, of the of the messaging in uh, of what we want to do with the Good Neighbor Project. Uh, we see this as a really easy way to teach a, a simple lesson that can have lifelong ramifications. I'm so interested in the effects of what you do and what you're in the messages that you're pushing because when people come on board with the Good Neighbor Project, not only are they benefiting from what it is that you're you're telling them and the messages that you're pushing, but also they are also, by doing that, benefiting their community. I mean, being involved is as much of a return as it is them helping their own community. Right, right. And so uh, as far as service goes, you, you, you need to understand that if you're serving with an expectation of anything other than the chance to serve, uh, you might be in it for the wrong reasons. And that expectation is up to and including a thank you. Mm-hmm. The right thing is still the right thing, regardless of who, of who you do it for. Uh, you're, you, you think so philosophically is the way I see it. I mean, you're just you're you're so objective in what it is that you do every day. You're not you're you don't you're you're humble. That's what you are. I mean, you're humble about it, and you are logical about doing good things and why they need done. I, how do you how do you justify that? I mean, not justify, but how do you, how do you explain how do you explain that that's uh, that's who you are? Uh, I know that that I'm cared for. Uh, as a person of faith, I, I know that I'm cared for by the Creator of the universe. That I was. Uh, saved by faith through grace. I, th- I feel like everybody thinks that you're constantly, and it seems to me because when I see you, you're always happy. But I feel like everybody thinks you're constantly happy. Are you? Are you constantly just overjoyed? Uh, well, l- let's dispel a rumor. You know uh, that rumor because I-, I have my own problems. You know, uh, where uh, I personally suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I have lots of things that go on in my life that. that have broken me, and I can see the the good holding me together. I can see the good in my community. I can see the good in my church. I can see the the good in my relationship with my wife and now my daughter. And uh, please, everyone, don't think that I have it all together because there's days uh, where I focus on the good. And so, how is it that you overcome you overcome bad days while still being the good neighbor in chief? I mean, so many people would be would be more apt to say, "I'm just, I'm just, I'm done. Not today, not today." And then maybe that tapers off into, "Not this month." Where's this energy? Where's this? Where's this endurance come from? I'm never alone. Uh, there, Ryan. It's so encouraging talking to you. I'm never alone in Tuscarawas County because everyone knows that I just want to help. And I have people reach out to me every day that want to help in their own way. And uh, it's, it's a big responsibility in some instances. Uh, but I, I'm grateful for the opportunity because uh, who gets to live a life in just the, the service of their neighbors right where they were born and raised? It's a beautiful thing. This is just a beautiful movement. I'm so happy to see where this has gone. And I cut, I cut off your presentation about your shirt. We, we, we stopped at the front where... Those wearing the shirt, after being told they matter from the inside, 
of their right, shirt. Right, they're right. also projecting the message. They're the walking billboard. Yeah, that, so they're the walking billboard, and it's this black and white shirt, and it says, you matter on the inside, and it says, you matter on the front outside. And uh, if, we, if you live your life believing that you matter, and people can see by the way you live your life that they matter, and people who all, all live this way come together, it's almost like everyone's wearing one of these shirts, right? Yeah. And so as we turn the shirt around uh, in white is the good neighbor O. And most of uh, some of you that are familiar with the logo may know that there's a house embedded in the O, okay? And this, this house is emblazoned in white on the back of this black shirt mm-hmm. uh, because when you know that you matter and the person next to you knows that they matter, uh, you're kind of like a house unto yourselves. You got you have lots of stuff going on on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what we see from the outside are these houses, and when people are working and doing community together, if you were to look at a bunch of these people wearing these shirts, they would look like a little community from the back. In a neighborhood. Yeah, they would look like a, a neighborhood. People about people actually caring about one another. Yeah. And this is already catching on, and this is just your junior high message. This is yeah. this is what's going out yeah. to the junior high schoolers. And so it, it's pivotal, you know. I um, I haven't approached any junior highs yet. This mm-hmm. is the first time I'm talking about this in an open public forum like this. Uh, but it's it, it's a message that that needs to be told, and especially the junior high kids. Uh, uh, we're gonna wrap the message around uh, suicide prevention and, and mental health and just tell kids that you matter, period. You know, don't believe the lies. There's truth out there. Well, let's start right here. And it's bold to take that to junior high in such a tumultuous time in, in uh, young you know, people's lives. I mean, that's that's a time of change and even into high school, which right. is where your next step goes. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, it is a necessary, but yet bold of you to be bringing these messages in. And I think everyone would agree that it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, for the it, high schoolers. Very much so. And so the next progression for the, the you matter campaign, uh, taking to high schools, we want to wrap around an anti-drug and positive life choices. Mm-hmm. Um, message. And so what we want to present to each high school in the county. Oop. Yep, sorry. We have bad equipment here. Bad equipment. We, we have we, we have equipment in the way. I'll go over there top. We go. Uh, there we go. Uh, Perfect. So what we have here now is a mirror. And this mirror is probably uh, uh, two feet by three feet, let's say. Yeah. You know, as, about, as, yeah. as a rough estimate. Sure. And so this mirror has a black frame around it. At the top in the upper right-hand corner, it has that good neighbor O house starting out. And next to it, it says, you matter, period. Now, at the bottom of the mirror, it says, you matter, only it's written backwards. Along with its own good neighbor O as well. Yeah, and so most people that know me know I'm a little bit cheesy. I like the dad jokes. Uh, So just bear with me here. Hey, Eliza's. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so you can can read this frontwards, uh, you matter. Yep. But down at the bottom, even if you're a little bit backwards... You still matter, and I like to say that because you know, as high school student, I was I'm still a pretty backward person <laughs> in, in a lot of respects. But hey, 
that it's a, it's okay. Yeah. You know? So uh, don't don't believe the lies that you're fed that that you need to uh, put things in your body that that don't belong there. That uh, drawing back to that anti anti drug message, message yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you come to that in in high school? I mean, that kind of seems like an obvious question, but maybe from your perspective, I mean, just uh, how, how how do you arrive at the anti drug message for high schoolers? Well, Why is that important to you? Uh, it's really important to me, especially uh, I've I've lost. I think five classmates at this point, uh, from my graduating class to the to the opioid epi- epidemic, mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't know if I, I want to get that far into the weeds with the, the high school students, but uh, in noticing uh, out on the streets here in Tuscarawas County and serving and living alongside folks, uh, there's a lot of people that are hurting, uh, but there are a lot of people stepping up to the task in really courageous ways that don't get the forum uh, that, that I do sometimes. So perfect message for a high school hallway. Yeah. Tell me what you hope to happen with this. Yeah, and so on this mirror, uh, we want to present these and uh, put them in the lobbies of high schools and uh, we'll present them with uh, dry erase markers so students can write positive words of affirmation about themselves, hopefully with a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can take pictures of themselves uh, in these mirrors and on the on the mirror that they've written those positive words of affirmation the thinking is that those are reflected back on them the yeah. choices that they they make are reflected back on them and they're taking that out into the world this is such a natural step from everything that you've the messages the the changes and just the efforts that you've been leading here since starting this two years ago this makes so much sense to be bringing this into the community now are you excited for this I am so excited you know I say this is the first public forum where where I've talked about this uh, but if any student or uh, or any person has sat down with me for more than 10 minutes in the past three weeks, uh, they've gotten an earful of You Matter, which is, you know, good. You yeah. know, it's part me practicing and, and part me uh, letting them know that they matter, too. Well, for me, your spiels go fantastically. You make such sense with the shirts, with the mirrors. And I'm, I'm so excited to see how this catches on because like the buddy benches, like you said, 27 buddy benches. Every single uh, elementary school in Tuscarawas County has one. I can't see any really reduction in momentum on this next step. This is this is exciting to see. Yeah, and this is just before we get into mowing season. <laughs> so you still got to get the you got to get the new balances out, the white new balances, yeah, and get those yeah. grass stains it, on it's them. It's all right, you know. Uh, you know, I lead uh, four Bible studies a week. You know, in, in the ministry that that I'm blessed to do. And uh, I'm on campus, you know, Monday through Thursday if, if I don't have meetings. Uh, but then, you know, the Good Neighbor Project, I like to say it's, it's just something that, that I do. Uh, I do. I don't know. It just feels like something that, that I was created to do that I, that I find great joy in. And it all dovetails together very nicely. When do you find time to be a dad? All the time. How is that? You, you know, you, you, you never stop being a dad. I have a six-month-old daughter, Eliza, and uh, my wife, Kate. Uh, you, you don't get to know your, your wife uh, as well as you do as when she becomes a mother. Are you enjoying that process? I, it sounds like I, I love that. My wife is a, a beautiful person, and I'm really excited for the person our daughter's going to be. When... You pair being a father with this project, which came before being a father. How does how do those two mix? Uh, 
Oh, life life lessons, especially. And as as someone who's raised now raising a child in Tuscarawas County, I feel supremely motivated to continue to to carry forward this message and build on what a great community we already are. You know, everyone knows, you know, in your own little town, whether you're in Janate and Hutton or Yerkesville or Tusky or, you know, Dover, New Philly, Strasburg, wherever you are, yeah. we all have our problems. Uh, but Tuscarawas County is a very special place, and we're very blessed to live where we do and have the neighbors that we do. Andrew, I... First off, just thanks so much for going through all of this with me. I have wanted to get down to the bottom of you, what makes you, you. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface, but, you know, I got to let you get back to your family. I got to go eat dinner. And I just want to know if anybody's inspired, which obviously, listening to your talk, listening to you talk, it's impossible not to be inspired. How do we, how do we be involved? How do we know what the Good Neighbor Project's up to? Yeah. Uh, well, go to the Good Neighbor Project at uh, at the Good Neighbor Project on Facebook, and uh, I'll put it out here. Uh, and this is, goes to any junior high or high school administrators, teachers, uh, you know, faculty. I'll put my personal cell phone number out there. I want to give this message to your students. I want to present your school with this message and, and a special gift for uh, letting them hear that. So my phone number is 740-610-8741. And uh, if anyone is interested in what we're doing in campus ministry with CCO and over at Faith Christian Church and our, our many other community partners, uh, that's uh, Tusco CCO at Facebook, uh, on Facebook. Mr. Wilsterman, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for what you do. It is, it's it's an honor just to get to talk to you, and I can't wait to see what you're up to. Yeah, I will always talk to you, Ryan. I appreciate you, and, and thanks for doing what you do. It's good for the world. And again, you've been listening to Hotboard. Board.